up, everybody? It's your girl, Christina Danielle. And I'm Jay Anthony. <laughs> and it's your girl, Raquel Morning. Welcome back to Mood 24-7. Today, we have a very special episode, especially for the African-American community. And we're just going to hop straight into it. So mental health is something that a lot of African-Americans don't usually talk about. And we're just going to talk about our different experiences with it. So, but it's like one thing I do want to talk about, like mental health plays a part in social media. Mm. And I would say I kind of like had a part in that also because I would look at people like on social media and that's why I try to like stay off of it. Like, I'm probably not the only one that did this though. Like you would comp- start comparing yourself to people like, oh, I wish I had that type of stuff. Oh, I wish I looked like that because you know, I'm not gonna say of the, of the attention, but you know, sometimes you know, you know, you crave for somebody to lust after you every once in a while. Like you wish you could kind of like be like that person sometimes. I'm not gonna say like be like it, but you know, you wish somebody looked at you in that type of way. If you get what I'm saying. What you got to say? <laughs> Why do you think I have something to say? I'm <laughs> this smirk. Oh. No, I agree with what you're saying 100%. I think that social media is the root of really one of the quickest ways like to get depressed because you start looking at everybody else and you're like, oh, I should be there. I should be here. I should have this. I should have that. And I don't have any of it. So I absolutely agree. Um, I have definitely looked at, you know, women on social media before and been like, oh, I wish I had that same kind of attention or, oh, I wish I, you know, got that many likes or, oh, I wish I had this, 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 and that. People can play all day long like they have never done that. You have. You may but not you have known that you did it. Hmm? I'm sorry. Keep going. No, what did you say? But I'm saying, like, the thing is, if you really want to be honest, them be the most depressed people because yes. they be online trying to, like, please others. Kind of front for everybody. Do the most. I think in some cases, I think in some cases, it can be a depressing thing. In other cases, um, I think social media celebrities have like their own world. Um, you know, they're celebrity celebrity and then they're social media celebrity. All social media celebrities are just walking around trying to people who have literally gotten famous just by doing what they love to do. Quay, he just got on making funny videos, you know? Lala Milan, or how you say her name, you know, she just makes funny videos and doing stuff that she loves to do. So I don't necessarily agree that every single person who's like famous or, you know, has a nice model Instagram body or whatever is depressed because they're trying to... Um, yeah, I'm not saying people. all. I think that the people who they're being someone else, you know, like, I don't know if y'all know who Young Barbie, that's my girl. I love her. I don't feel like, see, like, someone like that, like, I literally feel like she's just being hurt, and she just so happened to get some recognition. Like, I feel like that's different than striving to mm-hmm. try to, you know, social media famous, doing things, right. just thinking how to be social media famous. I feel like there's low-key a difference. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um... I agree in certain ways that social media can be very draining. There's actually this thing that we, um, a lot of people don't know that we produce, is that we have um, a hormone that we produce in our bodies um, that goes off of being liked. So, so many people 
always like to so many people always like to post pictures to get those likes to get approval and so that's why um, a lot of people were saying that at certain ages you should wait to get an Instagram because if you start that off young it becomes an addictive drug almost and you want to like continuously post it because of that feeling that you're receiving so as far as it goes yeah I can see that Instagram can sometimes be draining and I'm the type of person that like if I get bored I'll get on it and then I'll get lost in it and I'll end up watching just like you know whatever just like if it's the news or something just like whatever's popping up on the explore page or whatever the case may be and so I've learned that sometimes I have to take a break from social media to like keep my sanity together um not that I'm comparing anything just because like sometimes that shouldn't be the only thing I, I pick up my phone mm -hmm. when I'm bored like let me go do something productive let me yeah, sometimes it, it could my route. take a toll on you yeah most definitely I'm like, let me change my routes. Let me change how I think. Like, let me not just be like, you know, not fall into an example, like not fall into um, the numbers of like everybody else and doing everything else. But like, just let me think, get back to my natural being and think naturally type of situation. I also think that we should definitely be clear um, because like with mental health, I, I think there's, it's always it's never just like black and white so someone who's on social media all day um doesn't necessarily again doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be depressed and they're right. going to be you know comparing their sub themselves to people and stuff like that some people's social media is literally like that they run their business or that's how mm -hmm. you know their their job is to run somebody's social media account their job is to look at the young people and see what the young people are posting and stuff like that so I definitely don't, I think that social media becomes detrimental to your health when not you get lost in it because I, I feel like, I feel like social is good and bad in that sense. I feel like, you know, stuff like TikTok or like Twitter, sometimes I'll get on TikTok and Twitter and just laugh for hours because sometimes you just, sometimes you just need that. Um, I feel like when it comes to a point where you start looking at yourself like you're less than because of what you're seeing on social media I feel like right. that's when it starts to like take a toll on you because for example I I could be on social media for an hour and not feel anything and then see this one actor who she's 23 years old she looks like me and she's nominated for an Oscar that's just like um an example but I can see that and then all of a sudden I start comparing like oh I'm 23 I should be there I should be doing this so I, I think it all kind of goes to where first of all what you're looking at and like your your state and how you were feeling kind of before you started doing that because you know everybody's different social media is not going to make everybody's mental health um deteriorate I think that even though social media is a big can social media is something big that can make that can make someone you know a little bit more depressed i feel as though putting i feel like it, it it's i don't feel like people get depressed just from social media i feel like it's a real life thing that mm -hmm. social media just enhances but i don't feel like just being on social media 
um, or looking at social media will make someone, you know, depressed. I think anxiety, most definitely. I think that a lot of anxiety can come from looking at social media. Again, the example of you see someone who looks like you, same age, same height, all this and that. They got their first house, a husband and six kids, and you still living at home with your mom and eating ramen noodles every night. You know, like right. when you start looking at that kind of thing, then I feel like that's when anxiety starts to set in. Not so much depression, but depression. so anxiety, like, oh, I gotta get it. Oh, I gotta do it. Oh, I gotta da 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 da. And you start running and running and running, and then you crash, and then boom, now you're depressed because you was trying to do all this extra stuff that you saw on social media. But I don't know if that even makes sense. I'm just rambling. <laughs> No, definitely. Um, I think also for me is, I know, like, physically, when I stay on it too long, like any electronics in general, when I stay on them, when I'm staring at a screen for too long, other than like, watching movies or TV or something like that. And I guess it's because it's closer to my face. I get drained after that, because I'm like, okay, I've been sitting here looking at it for so long. So I know, uh, personally, I get drained after just like looking at it for so long or just paying attention to it for so long, just having that energy really and honestly and truly, that's for me. Um, okay, so, so let's talk about anxiety, you guys. Do you guys even remember your first times having anxiety or? All the time, honestly. And it just. Especially like as of right now, but I kind of calmed down now since I, I found my own place, but I felt like it has been a lot of instances since I graduated. I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And I was like, like there, there to get, you know, there it is again, like social media. I started comparing myself and I just got overwhelmed. Like, am I, am I not doing enough? Like, what do I need to do to get where I want to be? But yeah, I, I would say my anxiety, anxiety comes to play a lot and I need to learn like how to control that. Mm. But yeah. I don't remember my first anxiety attack, but I have had a lot of them. I've had a lot of anxiety attacks. A lot of people don't know. I have really bad social anxiety, really bad. Like I have like, um, honey, I have not like gone to a class before because I was just so, I remember my first day of college, like when I was like, when I actually had to go to class, I literally sat in my room and cried for like three hours before my, before my class because I was, I was just so, I know that's it. Most people see, see, that's the thing. People think just because you get on stages and stuff that you don't be nervous, but baby, I'd be nervous. The, the thing with me is like, once I get on stage, it goes away. Once I get on stage, it goes away. It's that, it's that before moment where I, and I, I hate talking in front of people. I hate public speaking, believe it or not, I actually do going and acting on a stage is completely different than having to go give a speech. It's completely different. I have, I know me, both of my sisters, all three of us have really, really, really bad social anxiety. Um, and it can be triggered by anything. And I feel like a lot of people think that anxiety is not a real thing. Um, not, not, not a real thing, but it's not something that actually affects people. I think that people think anxiety is just like, something that happens when you're just oh you're just nervous that's that's not anxiety anxiety is like i can't breathe i can't i can't function i can't i don't i don't know if i'm about to if i'm about to live like i'm it's it 
anxiety is definitely something that um you you have to go through it to really understand the depth of how much it how much it can affect you um like i said for me um i because i am a performer and because you know my job is literally to get in front of people um i've learned really well hope and how to um deal with it how you know it's gotten a lot better from the first time that i started another thing that makes it really bad um for me personally is when i feel like people are let me not say that let me just give an example my um so my sophomore year of college that's when i really started to like understand how talented i was and i don't say that i just say that to you know that's when i really started to realize you know oh snap like this is actually like you're really really good and people around me started to notice it too and so the people around me would start to put little nuggets in my ear like um you know oh do you do you really think this is what you want to do or oh do you really da 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 and those little nuggets would literally make my anxiety skyrocket like i would be and it's it's not just like it's i don't even know how to explain it like it's not like fear or nervous i don't know how to explain it anxiety is a real thing it's hard to explain anxiety is a real thing it's just a whole bunch of feelings that just like fester inside and just yes definitely yeah i definitely i definitely think the worst kind is social anxiety i've seen people with social anxiety who they they start they don't stutter but they get around people and all of a sudden they start stuttering i've Mm -hmm. seen people they um you stutter all the time I've seen, I'm just playing. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen people like my little sister, she's, um, she's had so bad of anxiety before that she didn't go to like a job interview because she was so anxious. Um, yeah. I didn't go to like this audition one time because I was just so anxious. That's why I say like, it's not, it's not like a nervousness. It's, it's, it's like all of these feelings that you can't really You can't really explain. No. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't explain. No, I. Um, I'm sorry, Kimmy. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, do you think that's why we clicked? Because you just, I swear, it's like you just knew I was nervous. Because I was just sitting there, like I don't want to be were. here. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I feel like I that's think that, and I, I think that is. I think that's honestly. I think that's why I click with a lot of people because, like I said being a performer has helped me to I know how now these days like most of the time I can just plow through it if I'm most of the time you'll know if I'm nervous because I'll start talking to a lot of random people that's my way of trying to make myself feel more comfortable that's my way of trying to like uh keep keep those thoughts and keep those feelings down whereas other people with social anxiety or anxiety you know their way of coping is they fall back I try to do the complete opposite and just go straight for it. So I do think that's in a way, I feel like, I'm not going to say I knew you were nervous, but I feel like subconsciously there was, there was something in me that's like, okay, he's nervous and I'm nervous. If we both start talking to each other, then it's just going to cancel out. Like, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. it, anxiety is real. That's yeah. just what it is. I feel like a lot of actors have anxiety. I feel like we just push through it because our job is literally to have thousands of eyes on us. Mm. Literally. So that makes sense. But 
No, for me, I think I didn't believe before <laughs> um, just because I was like raised with a really strong mindset. Um, I didn't believe before anxiety exists or panic attacks exist just because it's like, I was like, no, that's just a mind thing. Like you can get over it, like push through it. Like, you know, we all go through stuff. We all lose stuff and stuff like that. And so growing up, because I wasn't informed on much of the topic of like having those issues, it was never like a thing to me. And not that I wasn't sensitive to certain people, but other times I would be like, mm, like, are, are you really having an issue? But then I got into college and I started understanding it a lot more. And I, I felt bad just for even, even being like in a position where just because I didn't understand something that I was like even somewhat, I wouldn't say judgmental, but like somewhat mm -hmm. just not, not sensitive to the fact of yeah. what other people were going through. So then um, I think I got it a little bit through like, you know, certain assignments and stuff, just like putting that pressure on me to make sure that I'm doing the assignment correctly. Um, it came with like um, some jobs um, in and out. Um, I got it a little bit, but mostly the time that I actually had a panic attack, like I woke up out of my sleep and I like just completely freaked out and I had to go stand against a wall to even breathe. Like the, the anxiety that I felt was like unbelievable. Um, it felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. There was like nothing I could do to like escape the pain. Like, and I was just like trying to calm myself down and I'm like, you're being dramatic, like chill out, chill out. But like, I seriously couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. And I just like freaked out. Um, was after a shooting from a party. Um, it just, it really freaked me out because it was just like the simple fact that when I was running, um, at that was time. it that shooting on um what's that what's the name of that street you remember that time no nah, she's talking about what happened last year this was oh, this okay. yeah um was at the time when we were running or whatever the case may be um uh, taking off for our lives um it was just like i in my head i was like i'm gonna get shot like you just have to prepare for that moment like because there was nothing there to protect. Like we're running towards cars to shield us. There's nothing there to technically protect us. So I remember I'm when you called me. Like it was just, it was a whole thing. Like I'm, I'm running and I'm like, okay, you're gonna get shot. Like just be prepared. Like you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get hit. And bullets are flying everywhere. I get behind one car. Then they start shooting at the car that I'm behind. I'm by myself, I'm crawling on the ground. Then I meet up with other friends behind another car like it was just a whole moment of like running and stopping and hiding and then running again stopping and hiding and then it was just a whole bunch of stuff that happened and then like coming back and what was crazy about that whole situation was coming back it didn't happen immediately like I cried and I was thankful to like make it home safe and stuff like that um but just coming back it took about three weeks for my body to even adjust completely and get out of it and it just it it really freaked me out and um that's when I think like I actually understood like completely um about panic attacks and you know not being able to control that like you just you get to a point where you can't breathe and you're like you're in heli 
air, but it's not going down. You're going, <laughs> but it's just not going down. It's not going through your body. Um, you're trying to calm yourself down. You just get in this mode where you just know you have no control. And that right there, to have no control over your, your body, that right there, that that hits you. That that really hits you. So I mean, that's really when I first experienced it, and that was not at all fun. At also, all. rest in heaven to that young yeah. lady. Also, it's about to be a year. Yeah, to the anniversary of her death, and God bless her soul. She was in school, you know, doing just what came she was to supposed school. To do. Yeah, she was a freshman. And you know what was crazy? That was Keila Minty. I remember meeting that girl actually. Cause they had that whole week for Labor Day Classic and they had that carnival outside. And that's the first time I met her. Then I want to say like two days later, that's when it happened. And it was, it was a crazy, that whole situation was crazy. Like we were, we sat up that night until about like five in the morning, just trying to really comprehend what happened. And it was just like, did we just, Wow. Wow. And to see like people in flight mode, I mean, and I'm not trying to be funny, but there were shoes, wigs, AirPods on the ground, <laughs> like everything. People were gone. Keely, why, um, Keely, why did you have to say the wigs? I, mean, I know, you... <laughs> but I'm, I'm being serious. Like people were not playing games. They were running. And it was just, that was, that's <laughs> an experience, honestly and truly. And I'm not even trying to be funny. That I it's pray the weird part, I'm so sorry, because I'm not even trying to be funny, but I have heard somebody say they wig be holding them back, so they had to take it out. When you running, listen, you leave anything behind. Take this, take this, take this, take this, take this, take this, like whatever it is, whatever it is that can make you move quick, you will move. So people like ran out of shoes, all that great stuff, and oh yeah, them shoes probably mode. would have had to come off. Yeah, people <laughs> were in flight mode. And, whew, that was crazy. So what about? Let's dig into something a little bit deeper. What about depression, you guys? Who? I feel like that hit real hard when I was in college. Mm. I'm not gonna say real hard, but I I would say I faced the fact of it. I feel like it started all, I feel like most of it starts in high school because high school is a, well, I would say for me, it honestly was a tough time, you know, bullying out of the other type of stuff. And I feel like once it like transitioned to over to college, I had to finally like face the stuff. Like it's better now, but once I really like sat down and like really had like this, talk with myself like sometimes you gotta talk to yourself and sometimes you have to look back on stuff and let stuff go but I, I would say it was it was really hard back in my younger days but transition to college I would say meeting my college friends it kind of like it helped a lot and it made me like <laughs> and you one of them I guess but it I, it kind of like it, it just it went away. I it slowly went away. Now I won't lie, it pops up every now and then, but it's not it's nothing like it was like when I was younger. Christina, 
Um, I'm going to be quick because we are nearing the end of the show. Um, but I would say for me, depression is definitely something that I have um, dealt with. It's definitely something that I've dealt with. You know, I hear um, there's always been this thing that people say that, um, you know, your friends who laugh the most are usually the saddest. And that had never been more true for me. Um, at the high school, high school was actually, I, I, high school was pretty good for me. High school was, um, you know, when I found theater. Um, and so I found theater, I was, I was, I was good. I was like, I found my passion. I found that I'm good. Um, my freshman year of college, I was good. The beginning of my sophomore year, I was good. The end of my sophomore year, I first really got a glimpse of what it really means to be depressed. Um, I think I, I have, I've had suicide, like I, I've, it, I've been through it. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the show before. Um, I was raped um, at my sophomore year of college and I, I didn't tell anybody that it happened. I kept it a secret for about four months. I didn't tell anybody that it happened. Um, and you can, you can ask Jordan, you can ask anybody who was my friend. For those four months, I, I wasn't even the same person. I wasn't going anywhere with anybody. I wasn't talking to anybody. I, like, I was literally like, I was not even the same person. And everybody's asking me, you know, what's wrong, Christina? You're not coming, da 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 And I'm just like, oh, you know, nothing. But this that was inside of me y'all is something that can't even you can't even begin to fathom um that that deep type of if i if i get in this shower i want to lay down and die and i will be just fine like never getting up again i will be just fine no i will seeing my mom again I'll be fine never seeing my sisters again I'll be fine I like Jesus please if you take me now that would be the best thing that you could do for me like to have that feeling second of every single day it hits different um I've taken I've taken pills you know by the grace of God he 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 didn't he didn't let me die you know I've held a gun to my head like before um my dad used to be a probation officer had this gun that he kept in his um that he kept in his closet and as he didn't he didn't think that I knew that it was up there one day when I was in the house by myself I went up there and I just held that gun to my head pulled the trigger but God was looking out because there were no bullets in it um God was God was just looking out so um I have depression is definitely 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 something that I have dealt with um graduating I definitely went through um, a depression, a really low, really deep depression um, of feelings like, you know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing anything with my life. I am terrible. I'm a failure. Da, 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 da. I had depression for about three months. Um, recently, about, about it, was, it happened about six months ago. So about six months ago is when this depression happened. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been I've been good steady since then. Um, but yeah, depression is, um, it actually got so bad to the point where my 
hey, yo, sis, you might need to, you might need to take some medicine because you're going manic and then you're going down and then you're going up and then you're going down. Like it, it has, oh, therapy is good, guys. Go to therapy. Everyone needs to go to therapy. But um, yeah, depression is definitely something that I've dealt with. And I will, you know, go deeper in depth with it, um, you know, on here on my channel or some, some, somewhere, you know, about the details of, you know, my story and things like that. But I think the one thing that I would say is you don't always have to be the strong friend. Yeah. You don't always have to be the friend that's making a joke. You don't always have to be the friend that makes sure everyone else is happy. And that was, you don't that always was have definitely to be that friend. Hmm? I said that was definitely you sophomore year. You took, I would say you took time out for everybody else but yourself and I feel like that's when you know it just blew up and that's another thing friends also have to like check in because I would say I, I was I was honestly not a good friend at the time because I well I'm gonna say I didn't know anything what was going on around the time because when all the situation passed you know passed I didn't know what was going on and then I think at that time we was already into it. And I don't think we was talking to each other. So like when you left, I just thought you left. So like I didn't know what was going on until we started talking again like that next semester. And I had the I had the nerves to be like mad at her because I didn't I felt like like why you didn't tell me anything. And like once she told me the backstory of like what went on and why she didn't tell nobody, I had to understand, you know, what the situation was. But yeah, I set up the I boo I boo who cried in that girl apartment. I'm like, that why you didn't, why you didn't tell me anything that happened? That he did. We sat there for about but, four hours. <laughs> Cause I just felt like, you know, we all was on this brother and sister level. Like, why you didn't tell me what's what's going on? Was you like what happened? Like and like when she told me I had to understand, like, you know, sometimes you have to be understanding of what you know, people go through. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, for me, my depression hit senior year of college. Um, I ended up getting a job, which was great. And um, the job was not easy. I was an RA at the time. I was an ambassador for my university. I was um, a part of these organizations being chairs and members and doing different stuff and I just had a lot on my plate and going to school and working for um, the university in a different way it was a lot on my plate um, so just like understanding that um, segment that like people weren't as I don't want to say adapting to the fact that I was still in school because you know that was their full-time job at the time um, so it was just like a little harder they're like you know hey, like, you know, you wanted to do this job. This is on you type of situation. And it was it, it was hard because it's like, I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning because I'm getting ready for the whole entire day um, to go <laughs> work at four, um, <laughs> try to be there by like 4.30, um, do, do a whole entire show, um, leave, go to class, come back, finish the show, be done by 12 and then leave, go to class and then do whatever things that I didn't have time to do in the morning, do it that afternoon. And so 
sometimes I would miss work for RA. So I would try to stay up at night and do it and not get off to 10. And then I have to wake up at two. So I'm really only getting like four hours of sleep. And I was literally driving myself crazy. Like I remember just like mm -hmm. some days just like crying my eyes out. Um, just like, just not being who I truly was. Like I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing the same things that I usually do. Like all my friends were like, where have you been? Like you've been ghosts. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to survive. Like I felt like the guy from Diary of a Mad Black Woman where he got pushed into the tub and he's doing the little bubbles and he's trying to breathe. Yeah, that was me. I couldn't breathe. I could not breathe at all. Like that we was didn't know, like we could look at you and tell something wasn't right. Like mm -hmm. your personality went from one hundred to zero. Like we could tell, like you were drained. Like you usually like this cheeky type of person. You you got something to say, but you didn't have nothing to say at all. It was just like somebody just took all the color and life out of you. It, it really did, honestly and truly. I just felt like nobody could understand, like, my position, and it was just really hard. And then going on, like, I, I end up, like, you know, leaving the job or whatever. They finish out my contract, and they're like, we're not going to sign you back. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I understand. I need to, like, focus on and my grades. I was so glad, because, Keely, I felt like the thing was with you, you didn't want to upset nobody. You couldn't tell nobody no. That, that that's was your thing. Heart. Thing. Jordan you already know that was my hardest thing so um just like moving on fast forward Christmas came around and um my dad's mom ended up dying um and Anna ended up dying and that was like really hard for me um just because like we always had like an interesting relationship our relationship wasn't the worst but it also wasn't the best so it was just like um it was just like really difficult to deal with so I was just like going into the new year, I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to put it past, like try to push forward and go for it. And then not too far in the new year, someone who was like a second father to me, my uncle had ended up passing away. And that was it for me. Like I had lost my all. Like I just, I couldn't comprehend it. That was the time that, and I can't tell you guys, like, I'm not going to get teary, but I can't tell you guys like how much God watched out like, if anything, God watched out through me that whole entire year because I don't know how I made it. There yeah. was just times where I did not want to get out of bed. I did not, like, I stopped going to church because I couldn't just, like, fathom just understanding That's and just, like, feeling that feeling. And then, like, I cried every day for two weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to cry tonight. And my cousins, which are his kids that I'm very close to, they called me that night and they were in tears and I just, I couldn't understand it. Like my whole world just had been crushed. I just, I just, I couldn't. And the only thing I think that really pulled me out of it, um, I started going back to church at the end and um, like Christina says, therapy really does work because therapy has also brought me closer to God and also held my hand when I just didn't think that I could really even take a step. It just felt like thing after thing after thing was happening and I was drowning and I just was trying to scream and no one could hear me. And mm -hmm. it was just so, so, so hard. All right. But that is the Indeed. end of my story. That's how you know it's that bad. When you, 
I remember I remember that the one time, oh, I cussed God out. I it's it be that when you when you when you when you finally when you reach still breaking point. When you finally when you get to cussing God out and you know be like, you know what? If this is your plan, I don't want it. That that's that low. That's that lowest of the low. When you out there, do, baby, I find myself doing stuff I told myself I would never, never do. do, ever, and I was out there doing it. I'm sitting here looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but feeling this is better than feeling what I feel over there, so I'm going to just keep doing this so that I feel that instead of feeling this. You're, you're trying to feel something instead of, like, the pain that you have mm-hmm. not that pain that pain is so so strong like you don't know how you're gonna walk you don't know what the next day was going back and then coming back and i think the hardest thing real quick was coming back and seeing everyone like hey kiwi how are you and i'm carrying like this load and i'm trying to be like yeah i'm good i'm you good, think you're know, I'm good. that's it that's it that that's pain. it that's the thing. That's really the thing. And people always say, you know, oh, I'm the funny friend. I'm da, 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 da. That really is the thing about being that friend, that friend that everybody knows as, oh, I'm gonna make them laugh, I'm gonna make them da 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 da. That's the, you feel like you have to be that for those people. Right. You feel like you have to do that. You feel like you have, like, it's the last little thing. Like, you have to hold on to it. That's why, that's why I say, like, if you have friends that you always have to be the strong friend, that you always have to be the funny friend, you need to get some new friends. If you always have to be, not get it. Everybody has their friend groups. You know, there are some people who do, you know, you got the crazy friend, da, 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 da. But if you, if you always, if you never have a moment, I think it really wasn't until the time Jordan was talking about that he was on my bedroom floor crying his eyes out. That, that is when I really realized, okay, I don't know be the strong friend with him i think it had been friends for what two years two three years mm-hmm. when this happened and it wasn't until that moment that i was like oh okay maybe i don't always have to be this friend. if you always have to be the strong friend honey you need to get some new friends you need to get some new friends you really need to get if you always have to be funny friend if you always have to be the bubbly up if you're staying they're not seeing what's wrong. They just wondering why you're not making them laugh. You need to get some new friends. You need to get some new friends. That is real. That is really, 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 really real. Like a book on that, bro. If you feel like if you always have to be the strong friend, you need to get some new friends because that is that's the one. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, that it's just so important that we even touch the subject um, of of mental health because honestly so I know there's so many people out there yeah honestly I know there are people out we there to just do a live on this and talk about Period. our story and talk more about things that have happened because honey I know yeah, there are, I want to get into story yes I, I know there are people out right there now, you know. yeah they're just feeling alone just know y'all I've been waiting to tell my suicide story we, let's tell them We've been through it. We've been there. We've dealt with it. And we're here. We are here. So, and the thing about it is, it might come back. The depression might come back. 
but if you get through it once if god can bring you through it once he can bring you through it again so just just remember that if cove yeah i felt that one i felt that one if god can bring you through it once he can bring you through it again honey we're gonna have to do a live on start preaching then we already over time so i'm gonna just i'm gonna just hey i'm gonna just shut up but yes so thank (laughs) you jordan and christina and i guess to myself as well for sharing our stories because this was not an easy feat at all um make sure you guys like subscribe share comment all the above yeah